I'm Tim Hart. Today is April 2nd, and this is 508, a show about Worcester. Also today, Pam to me. Hi, Pam. Hi. Carly the dog, looking at the pond. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Brendan Melican. And growl at you too. That looks like And Mike Benedetti. She's menaced by the camera. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Today on the show, we're going to talk about pit bulls. Um, also, we're going to talk about some other stuff. Brendan, do you have any uh, important stories of the day? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. You can make something up for me, though. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I, want, uh, I guess we should talk about um, this pit bull stuff for a while, and then maybe we will move on to uh, a couple of other minor stories. So the Worcester City Council has been considering doing uh, an ordinance that would put certain restrictions on specific breeds of dogs. Not even all dogs. Without specific. specifically mentioning any specific breed is basically the way the word is. They're not going to mention any specific breed? Well, it's, it's, it's breed specific without being specific because if you actually read the, 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 the ordinance, it, it's, it's focusing on dogs that kind of look like pit bulls or like what kind of the average person might think is a pit bull, not actually on, because there is, are no pit bulls, right? You've got you know, Staffordshire Terriers and American Pit Bull Terriers and whatnot. They're all different breeds. Yeah. They wanna, they're focusing the ordinance on anything that might appear to be uh, something like what the average person kind of thinks is a pit bull. Exactly. Uh, the, um, the Boston Ordinance specifically states, uh, this is a quote from it, that pit bulls include any American pit bull terrier, American Staffordshire terrier, Staffordshire bull terrier, or any dog displaying the majority of physical traits of any one or more of the above breeds. Uh, just do a quick look on the AKC website and there are dozens of dogs that meet the majority of physical traits. Um, you know, there's not too much you can narrow it down by besides saying there. So Plus some, you learn, short-coded. You know? so, so if somebody has a dog and they don't think they have a pit bull, an ordinance like this could still affect them. Maybe. Sure, reconsider by just a quick look last night. It looks like at least any kind of bulldog, Rottweiler, Akita, Boxer, Boston Terrier, Mastiff, Visla, or Weimaraner falls under that umbrella. Well, so I want to get into this a little bit. Um, our friend Nicole wrote a very nice uh, blog post analyzing this yesterday, a couple of posts. As always, we have a good symbiotic relationship there. Um, that's how I found you. And that's how you found us. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, it's interesting that, uh, you know, sort of based on her research into this, it looks like, uh, you know, the majority of dog attacks in Worcester are not by pit bulls. And the majority of pit bull attacks in Worcester would not be affected by an ordinance like this. So, best case scenario, I'll make the strong case for this ordinance, which is if you want an ordinance that affects a fraction of a fraction, that potentially affects a fraction of a fraction of dog attacks in the city of Worcester, this is your ordinance. All right. Especially if you're the kind of you know, person who just gets scared of pretty much nothing and likes to have an ordinance to make you feel better while you're sleeping at night. I don't know. Some people don't like dogs. Some people hate dogs. So how did you guys get? How did you guys get interested in? Uh, what is your history with dogs and pit bulls and all that stuff? Well, dogs. I've always had dogs. Um, growing up, the dog was there before I was born, and uh, she lived a great life until I was uh, 14 years old. She was 15. Um, it's kind of tough when she passed. Didn't have another dog until I was 18, and I got Zeus, who's not here. Another great dog, which may or may not be pit bull, but would be under this um, ban. He's a mix of something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love the dogs. I had a lot of friends that kept getting these dogs, so I got to become very familiar with them. And, uh, you know, I, I happened to notice that they weren't what people were saying about them. You know, they weren't ripping my face off or uh, 
eating rabbits or mauling other dogs or anything, you know. They actually got along great with all the people and all the other dogs. How many police officers has your dog eaten? Uh, none, actually. <laughs> yet, yet. Of course, knock on wood, right? No, but, but the dogs, that I mean, they really are great. It comes down to a thing of ownership, um, raising them right, socializing them, most mm -hmm. importantly being nice to them. And honestly, I've never met another breed of dog that is as loving as these. I mean, these things are lap dogs. She's on your lap constantly. You know, she's, she thinks she's 20 pounds. Now, oh, she's whining down there. She wants to Carly run over. actually warmed up to me more faster than most humans do. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Good um, girl. So where did, where, did you guys, uh, where did you guys come by, Carly? We found Carly uh, last fall. Um, we were fostering pit bulls for a local rescue group called All Dog Rescue. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a home-based volunteer group. Um, we got one pit bull and we fostered her for a time, adopted her out to a good friend of mine. Uh, we got Carly and she kind of uh, languished in our house for a while because it's another very unfortunate thing about laws like this. They make people think they are vicious dogs. They kind of mm. reinforce that, that stereotype and it's hard yeah. to find good owners for them. Um, so being the dog she is, you know, after she stuck around in our house for a couple months, we, we kind of realized that we couldn't get rid of her, you know, she was just too great of a dog. Yeah. So she wait. So she came from the animal from the animal. Yes, I'm sorry. Control. Brockton Animal Control Office. <coughs> it wasn't even a shelter or anything. It's pretty much just a bunch of cages with barking pit bulls. And she was in the animal control. Why? Uh, her owner went to jail. Oh really? So this is like this is like this. I mean, I guess sort of the uh, sort of the the standard line is to say that pit bulls are not a, a troublesome dog. Troublesome people often are attracted to pit bulls and raise them to be troublesome dogs. That's correct. So this yeah. is so this dog here is like your class. This is your this is the dog that we're going to profile. Okay? This is a classic like dog of a troublesome owner, potentially a troublesome dog. Correct. How, how's she doing these days? She is an excellent dog, and um, recently, thanks to Pam here, you can even ask the American Kennel Club of that <clears> because <throat> she has uh, recently been certified an AKC Canine Good Citizen. Pam, do you want to talk a little bit about the training you guys are doing? Yeah. Uh, well, we did obedience training to get her canine good citizen certified and, which and, is uh, okay a bunch what, of what is that what is this good citizen certification well it pretty much shows that a dog is a good citizen it's good around other dogs it's good around other people okay. um well-behaved kind of dog uh it's a pretty hard test to go through she's gotta go through um a crowd of people have the evaluator act as a groomer um have the evaluator hold on to her for like three minutes while I go out of the room. Um, so it's a pretty hard test for most dogs to pass. Uh, and now we're doing therapy training so Carly and I can do therapy uh, therapy training or therapy uh, visits. And what is, tell, tell me about this, first of all I want to see if she's forgiven me for shoving a camera in her face. Have you forgiven me? Oh, good dog, good dog. How's it going? <laughs> she's forgiven me, great. Um, so, t so tell me about what, is, what, is, what the therapy is about. Uh, well, being a vet, I had a hard time not finding... A vet, not a veterinarian. No. <laughs> a vet, uh, I served in the Air Force for six years. I was mm -hmm. in Iraq and Afghanistan. And uh, I had a really hard time finding something to continue to give back um, to my, uh, my brothers and sisters that served with me. So I decided that doing therapy with, uh, with vets would be a, a great way to to give back and I think Carly would be the perfect dog she's understanding and loving and eager to please and what better a dog to do that than one that's you know hard as 
hard as hell on the outside, but soft as can be on the inside, just like most vets are. So very good, very good. This is like I love this story because it's just like this miraculous story of like here's the dog from Animal Control. Oh, she doesn't like to be videotaped. She's running around behind me. She doesn't. She's too shy. She's camera shy. Oh, it's a, you have a beautiful story. You're just too camera shy for this show. <laughs> That's so great, though, from animal control to the therapy dog. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, these dogs are so resilient. Coming out of a situation like that, I mean, the odds have been stacked against her probably since she was born. You know, who, who knows where <clears throat> she came from, but given the circumstances that we know, we know what happened, it, it doesn't seem like it's good. She's also very shy. She's still pretty shy, as you guys can see, but she has come so far in that, and, um, you know, sometimes it... it just hurts to think of whatever somebody did to her to make her yeah. so afraid of men. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, she can see she's pretty warmed up to you guys already, yeah. so she's come a long way, and we've only had her six months. So. I want to ask Brendan and Melican to move her here in a better light. Sorry. And have you, so, have you read this ordinance, the proposed ordinance? Uh, yeah, well, most of it. The one in the version <coughs> that um, Nicole had put put up, uh, the, the pieces of it. Yeah. So, what is the city? So, the city. What does the city want to do to? Uh, the various, it's basically the various breeds that are like pit, that, that, that we Well, if it's a mirror of the Boston the ordinance, the two big, okay. the only real two big changes that we would see, but they're significant changes, are one, uh, signage. We would, the, in the Boston ordinance, you have to have these giant, ridiculous signs, you know, the kind of signs that the city council's now Beware of dog for, sign. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, these giant, beware of dogs or a pit bull in the house sort of thing. Um, that you have to, it has to be visible in Boston, I think it's 30 feet, or it's 100 feet, I'm sorry, from okay. the roadway. Um, and then the, uh, the other thing is the muzzle, the basket muzzles. Um, and, and I don't know if the, it's, that's the, the, the part that just this seems is like kind of, kind of a plastic cage that you put on the dog's face. It's basically saying like if you have a buddy who is like a really really big guy and probably could hurt somebody if you punched him in the face, that we're going to make him wear handcuffs anytime he goes out of the house. And what's that going to do? It's probably going to make the, your your buddy even more angry, you know, that, than he was in the first place. But um, yeah, I mean it's 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 just like a restraint for, for the dog's face, you know, the yeah. thing that they use to like smell things and, and what have you. It's, it was interesting that um, it looked like in the Boston ordinance you would have to the dog would have to be muzzled. If it's out in public, so it, it makes it also reads the Boston ordinance, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it, it reads as though, like, say, if it was in a car, um, it, the dog couldn't just be in the car, you know, sitting on the seat. It would need to be crated in the car. Oh. So anytime it's in public and not under uh, direct control of the owner, then it needs to be crated as well, or in a cage, or whatever. That's interesting. Well, it was interesting that the Boston ordinance also seemed to imply that if you went over to your friend's house, mm -hmm. you need to put all this stuff on your dog. If, that, that I, it I seemed like it was only on your property. Could yeah. you have the dog unmuzzled? Yeah, I'm not sure how. how yeah, I don't no, know. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not if you're out, uh, out of your own place, yeah, I guess you would have to. But um, and it, it's not clear how far you know how much the city wants to mirror the Boston ordinance or how, how far they, they will go. But um, you know, I guess we could talk about this all day. But there, there's no real statistic showing that you know, Boston has seen any changes in its. Uh, you know, relationship with dogs. Which yeah, is you know, I actually thing. found something very interesting. I just found this last night. Um, reading the Boston Ordinance, there is a section that says uh, that a task, a task force would be enacted um, to supply written recommendations to the Boston City Council no more than four years after this was passed. Okay. Uh, this was passed in 2004. I did a very extensive search last night <clears throat> mm -hmm. and could find absolutely nothing on uh, on this task force, on what they found, on what their recommendations were. Uh, uh, if they have one, who knows? I have to say, based on following based on following Worcester City Government, this is totally par for the course. You put something in there like, we're going to do follow-up, and then you don't do it. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I guess that's how it is in Boston, too. Um, you know, because like I said, they said right, right there, it says in a task force, it says that a task force is going to be established. And 
I don't know if it was or not. If it was, they never published the results. I think I, I have to wonder if part of the trouble with with finding statistics on this is that whenever you're talking about so you're talking about dog attacks, which are like getting hit by lightning. Sure. And then you're talking about a fraction of a fraction of this. Right. Like, I don't know how you do statistical analysis on something which is like, again, it, or you're talking about something which potentially affects a fraction of a fraction of this. Right. You're talking about a handful of cases a year. How do you do any kind of real statistical analysis on something it's that involves like a handful of cases a year? We're examining our violent crime in the city, right? I mean, we're, say we look at murder rates, and, and last year, I don't know if we had seven murders, and the year before we had eight, and trying to figure out what was the <coughs> dramatic change. You know, if right. we're just looking at the percentage, it's a huge jump in percentage, but I mean, it's right. just one extra murder. Like, thank God we don't we don't have enough murders that you can really take you a big really figure that year out. to year analysis. Right. Um, yeah. And it, that's exactly what we're doing. You're talking about something that dog bites primarily occur in the home. They don't have, happen out in public a, as often. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing that seems to be making a big push for this is relationship between law enforcement and dogs, which is something that's been changing nationally that I don't think anyone has really put a finger on. There are far more uh, uh, shootings involving dogs than there used to be, and that seems to be something that's rising. We've talked about this on this show. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there are a lot of cops shooting dogs when they go into homes. That just seems to be the case. It, it's not. It doesn't seem as though that pit bulls are being shot more than any other dog. I think the classic example is the mayor outside of uh, Baltimore, who uh, his two, I think there were lab, lab retrievers, were shot in a, you know, a raid where they mistakenly raided the mayor's uh, house uh, looking for... Uh, I never heard about that. We'll talk about it next week then, but it's a good story. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, there, there, it doesn't seem as though uh, that, that pit bulls are, are, are getting shot more than... than and any other type of dog, but they're the dogs that are referenced uh, when it comes to the, 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 the dogs that are, are making police officers' jobs more difficult. Mm -hmm. They're sensational. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be the case, right? I mean, it, but it also seems that no, it, it seems that there's no real good data coming from law enforcement, like the Department of Justice or what have you, saying that yes, there's this giant dog problem out in right. the United well, States. There's that, been one big study. It was conducted by the CDC. Um, they focused strictly on fatal dog bites. They figured that would get the most accurate data because mm -hmm. you know if someone just gets bitten, they might report it, they might not. They might go to the hospital, they might not. Mm -hmm. If there's a fatality, they figured you know we're going to get some hard right. data on it. It's going to be reported. Um, so first of all, of those attacks, less than 1% involved a restrained dog off of its owner's property. This is from the CDC. Oh, really? Less than 1%. Huh. Um, now this whole thing is based off the statistic the councillor already gave. Um, in the Telegram article that talked about this, it said that District 5 councillor William J. Eddy pointed out that over the past three years, only 2% of the dogs licensed by the city are pit bulls, while 25% of all dog bites over the same period were caused by the breed. Councillor Eddie went on to say specifically, this is a quote from him, some will say this is not a dog breed program, a dog breed problem, but a dog owner problem. <clears throat> These are aggressive dogs that can cause great damage. There isn't another breed in Worcester that has that kind of statistics. Now in that CDC report, they specifically said there is currently no accurate way to identify the number of dogs of a particular breed and consequently no measure to, term, to determine which breeds are more likely to bite or kill. Huh. Uh, so if Councillor Eddie really has that way to determine that statistic, maybe he should go get a job at the CDC. Well. He can probably make a lot of money uh, doing these reports. Do you know where our statistics for the city come from? Is it animal control or is it hospitals? Like um, there's I have no idea. Yeah. I tried contacting uh, the police officer who handles the animal calls and never right. got any response back. Yeah. Well, Nicole, Nicole, just her thing was basically, her study seemed like it was basically on sort of doing uh, LexisNexis searches right. of newspaper articles and found a half a dozen reports from recent years about dog attacks. But I mean, you'd have to imagine that most dog bites, where you're just going to the ER for you know, not make a tetanus shot, right? I mean, it's it's going to be something like a bite on the finger or something on a little kid. Right. I, I imagine that they ask, you know, do you, do you have any idea what kind of dog bit you? But well, I don't know how 
that brings up two problems. I mean, one, the media is always going to pick up on pit bulls more than other dogs because they're no people don't want to hear about golden retriever biting someone. I mean, they have a golden retriever playing with their kids right now. Right. But the drug dealer's pit bull, yeah, you know, put it on them that mm-hmm. they're a bad dog. Um, and the other thing is, again, identifying them. How do you identify them? I mean, what do you do? Do you take out a tape measure and start measuring uh, their sizes here and see if they conform to uh, yeah, the AKC yeah. of a breed that doesn't even exist? Right. So chances are if it looks like anything like a pit bull, it's going to be reported yeah. as a pit bull. But that doesn't mean it's a pit bull. You know, the more we talk about this, the more I'm kind of pissed off. Why, Bill, Eddie, why are you ignoring 75% of the dog bites in Worcester? Why don't we muzzle every dog in Worcester if dog bites are, like, such a huge problem that the city council needs to get involved? You know, I... I the, it would have nothing to back this up, but I have to guess that a lot of it has to do with... Because if you look at almost every decade has a... Nicole pointed this out, too. Almost every decade has a different, like, vicious dog, right? It was before pit bulls, it was Rottweilers. Before that, it was Doberman Pinchers. Then, you know, German Shepherds, and you can go on and on. Right. But I think a lot of it has to do with the way our society has kind of changed its relationship with pets, which used to kind of be an accessory in the house and whatnot, just something that was literally an accessory, where now it's become more of, like, your buddy, right? You know, yeah. it's like it, we've, we've humanized the idea of, of, of cats and dogs, dogs especially. And I think, you know, I mentioned the thing, you get a big angry looking guy, you're going to make him wear handcuffs because he looks like he could hurt somebody. You know, if you look at the breeds that we're always fearful of, they're, if they were humans, they would be probably the people that we would cross the street if we saw them walking at us at night, too. You know, like just really big hulking people who probably aren't going to hurt you any more than anybody else. Such as Bill Eddy's. <laughs> no, he's, he's actually not physically but intimidated. It, 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 you know, we, if you look at the dogs that actually do see, we do seem to have some good statistics on biting people, like schnauzers, right? Schnauzers are horrible when it comes to biting people. But they're not very vicious looking. They're tiny little things. And, you know, I mean, you're not going to get really weirded out by one being around you. But it's far more likely to bite you. It's not going to bite you any higher than your ankle. But, I mean, it's, it's uh, it, we don't have any sort of real, uh, I don't think a solid take on, on what is, is actually a threat to us, and we just go off visual cues, more so because we've allowed dogs to get some more, in my opinion, because we've allowed them to get so much closer to us, mm-hmm. uh, and we're only comfortable with the tiny little, like, Los Optos, right? Yeah. Even though Los Optos is actually a guard dog that was, you know... <laughs> I'm going to play with this dog for a second. Hi. How's it going? Oh, she still doesn't like the camera. Oh. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about a couple more topics here, and we'll wrap up the show, and we'll talk a little bit more about dogs maybe at the end. So speaking of crime and law enforcement... Uh, for the last month or so, we haven't done our sort of dime bag analysis of this spot. No, the snow's gone. There's a, for you guys, there's a, apparent, people apparently deal weed back here sometimes. This week we have a mere two dime bags, one ace of spades, one transparent. Also, there's a matchbook, which I bet that's probably either somebody was smoking a cigarette or some sort of drug paraphernalia. I don't know. I'm just reaching here. Um, <laughs> we have two strange. We have two strange stories about the Lemonster police, which I'm going to bring up. Um, I got some emails about these, all from people saying, "I don't want to come off as being anti-cop," but, and I feel like on this show, I don't know if we come off as anti-cop. I don't care. Um, one is from March 19th. Uh, one a Lemonster policeman uh, was at a bar, which is I guess at the corner of Newberry and Pleasant Street in Worcester. Is that the Raven? I don't know. Okay. Um, I wanted to have somebody from the Pleasant Street neighborhood who knows about this on, and he was like, I don't want to come off as anti-cop. <laughs> uh, and this guy, apparently, there was this, he like fired some shots or something, and now he's on leave and there's an open investigation. So, there you go. And then the other one, which again, neither of these are particularly interesting in themselves. The other one is, apparently last summer, a Lemonster policeman was hanging out with somebody on Lake Avenue in the second story of a place, left, came back, went into the first story of the place, where there are people he didn't know, mm-hmm. 
threatened them with a knife and then left. <laughs> and he's also suspended and there's a complaint filed against him. Uh, not arrested or anything. But anyway, I just want to point out as far as, I don't know, we need, maybe we need to have an ordinance about Lemonster police in the city of Lemonster, Worcester. Statistically. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, if any policeman who's going to cause trouble in Worcester, they're going to be Lemonster cops. Um, we have a couple of stories in the paper today that are follow-ups to the thing we talked about. One is Michael Halady. This is from this Venerini Academy fundraising deal where this guy, who I guess apparently had a, a history of, uh, of uh, uh, unethical behavior, still gets hired by these nuns who run the Catholic school to raise money. He says, oh, I got $14 million coming from an anonymous donor. They start a massive construction expansion. And then it turns out he's got no money. He's out on, he's held on cash bail in an alleged scheme to book the Catholic elementary school out of $370,000. It's, t did you read the story? <laughs> it's a piece of it. So it's, t uh, the, the frustrating thing is this, it's unclear to me how he, how, I, I guess this must be business expenses. It's not clear to me how where this money came from. I have a really hard time scheme. staying interested in stories about old people getting built by con artists. I I'm not, yeah, it's just I, I don't want to sound prejudiced against little old ladies, but I just you know I, some things you got to see coming, right? I, I mean know. that's it's not even that much money. It's kind of a penny ante thing. Anyway, I was just frustrated. I just say this to say to the Telegram. Explain to me how he got this money. Relate like I can kind of guess based on the story how they got the money, but it's a newspaper. It's not supposed to be about guessing. It's not supposed to be guessing. Um, here's a story from Clark. Yesterday, a bunch of Clark students had a, a, uh, a so-called walkout, and they had a couple hundred people march through the um, administration buildings. These are people who are in solidarity with uh, Sodexo workers who are working in the cafeterias and doing food service at Clark, trying to unionize. Um, I actually missed this. So I was going to – I interviewed some people, but then I missed this very mediagenic section. So – um, we'll definitely put a clip on this podcast, um, maybe whenever somebody else who has actual footage of this part edits something together, as I think will happen. It was good, though. I, I, got, I got to the part where there were three veggie burgers, hmm. and also Harry and the Potters play. Do you know? You ever see Harry and the Potters play? Do you know these guys? I don't think so. Wizard Rock Band. Wow. From the whole Harry Potter Wizard Rock scene, apparently one of the world's most popular Wizard Rock bands. Also, uh, Clark students. So they're always very entertaining. Um... Any any update on Google Fiber? Uh, no update on Google Google Fiber. We'll right. hear next summer, uh, sometime during the summer. Yesterday, in response to Topeka temporarily changing their name to Google, Google temporarily changed its name to Topeka. That was pretty good. Yeah. Go to Google. Keep themselves busy on April first. There you go. Um, today's Good Friday. It's Holy Week. Everyone have a happy Easter. Um, we got some some suggestions of stuff that we should talk about for upcoming things. I hope I'm not. Maybe you can look at it. Tell me if I'm only taping my neck. I had great. this complaint. I'm only taping my neck. Uh, you hear anything about the Worcester Artist Group these days? I hear very little about the Worcester Artist Group these days. I'm getting some emails. Nothing, nothing conclusive. Uh, Wormtown Rocks show coming up at the Art Museum. You know anything about that? Uh, <laughs> April 10th. If you're going to write us emails, you should put some details about the things that you'd like us to discuss. I don't know. They, they expect me to Google these things before I talk about them on the show. Uh, April 10th. Um, there is a fundraiser for Team Seart, which involves Brian Seart. I don't know if I'm saying his name wrong. It has cancer. It's a show at Ralph's on April 10th. Ten bands, including Heratera, Pillow, Man, Huck, Young Leaves. Ten bands. That's not bad. Ten bands are Ralph's. Um, 
Probably my number one story of the week, besides it being Holy Week, is that apparently there's a documentary about Lemmy that's just come out. Huh. Motorhead? Yeah. Motorhead. Yeah. Too bad Bruce Russell isn't on the show You haven't today. seen it yet? You're just, you're just telling us it's out there. It's out there. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, very, I'm always very interested in Lemmy. Speaking of... Uh, uh, my Ace of Spades is dying back here. Just Speaking of the Ace of Spades, Lemmy documentary. Uh... You guys have any? <laughs> you guys yeah, have any final? I'd like just to add real quick to all those people that don't have dogs, so therefore think this doesn't affect them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, these type of laws, it's known as breed-specific legislation because it's trying to target a specific breed. They are very big targets for lawsuits. Um, in fact, the city of Lynn, 20 years ago, tried to ban pit bulls outright, uh, and it went all the way up to the Massachusetts Supreme Court, where it was struck down. Um, Obviously, this isn't a ban, but the way they worded the things in the ruling, it seems like this is not right either. I'm just going to read a couple quick quotes. Uh, The judge found that there is no scientific means by blood, enzyme, or otherwise to determine if a dog is a particular breed or any mixture thereof, that the dog officers of the city of Lynn used conflicting subjective standards for ascertaining what animals are to be defined as pit bulls, and that the ordinance failed to provide law enforcement officials with ascertainable standards by which to enforce the ordinance. Based on these findings, his ruling the third ordinance listing three types of dogs, three I mentioned earlier, uh, impossible to ascertain, was void for vagueness. Uh, Also went on to say, unlike an ordinance which generally prohibits the keeping of a vicious dog, enforcement of which involves question of fact whether the particular dog is vicious or known by its owner to be vicious, or a strict liability restraint or dog bite law, the Lynn Pitbull ban ordinance depends for enforcement on the subjecting of understanding of dog officers of the appearance of an ill-defined breed, leaves dog owners to guess at what conduct or dog look is prohibited, and requires proof of a dog's type, which unless the dog is registered may be impossible to furnish. Such a law gives unleashed discretion to the dog officers charged with its enforcement and clearly relies on their subjective speculation whether a dog's physical characteristics make it what is commonly understood to be a pit bull. Mm. Again, that's from the Massachusetts Supreme Court. Um, I think Boston has gotten off because people don't want to spend all the money on lawyers to try and fight it and get it taken out there. Mm. But if you go online and you look at the case, I mean, by all means, it, it looks like this, this ordinance would be relying on all the same ways of determining what is a pit bull, which according to our Supreme Court is unconstitutional. So huh. um, I think it would be rather foolish to open the city to such a large financial burden, you know. Uh, our self-insured city. Yeah, I I mean, it may happen, it may not, but if it does, do we really want to waste thousands of dollars on lawyers at a time when we're having to cut all these public service positions and everything? It just seems uh, very irresponsible. The way you've read this, it it sounds like bulldogs would probably be covered Uh, in the bandage too. I mean, according to what they say, um, you know, any dog displaying the the majority of physical traits of any of the the dogs. I know. I always ask because I know the lieutenant governor has a a bulldog. It'd be interesting to see if the lieutenant governor has to muzzle it when they're walking in the St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh That's interesting. Or crate it. uh, It's standard English bulldog, but still, I mean, the traits are there. Well, any dog that's uh, strong looking has a big head. Right. Yeah. Short coat. It's based especially on size. You know, I've seen ears, much larger, uh, you know, staffs, yeah. M staffs and what have you. Oh yeah, yeah, anything size, you know, thirty to hundred pounds, she's really. A lot closer in size to a standard English bulldog than. Yeah, she's, you know. she's tiny. Well, no? yeah. yeah. Maybe the lieutenant yeah. governor would like to speak up on this one. We should. You should. You should ask him next time you guys are hanging out having a beer. Might do that. <laughs> it would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's unfortunate that. This is this is a ban which just seems like it has no there's no statistical evidence for this or the, nothing that people were putting forward and there's no I mean I don't know like 
there's already all these laws talking about controlling your dog and whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if your dog's on a leash, like, in, I like, I'm not against telling people put your dog on a leash when you're walking it down the street. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Sure. But like, like these attacks are like not from that. These, are, you know. So yeah. like, if you're not gonna put a leash on your dog, you're not gonna put a cage in your dog's right. face. And right. Counselor had even used two examples <laughs> of pit bulls attacking people in the city. Both of the dogs were unleashed. There you go. Well, we're not going to, you know, we're going to be nice to Bill Eddie because Bill Eddie is going to wake up and say, this is silly and let this drop. So, Good job, counselor. Congratulations in advance, counselor Eddie, for, for <laughs> letting this nonsense you. drop. Well, guys, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for thank being you. on the Five Boys show. Pleasure. Carly, thank you in particular for being on the show. Oh, she hates being taped. She's like the opposite of a toddler. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Beautiful day. Beautiful spring day in Wisconsin.